is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, September 13th, 2019, season 15, episode number 43. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, and we are prepared to get you ready for the Cowboys versus Redskins this Sunday. Um, and it'll be a fun game. We're going to tell you who's going to win at some point during this game. We've got predictions coming up. We're going to tell you uh, about Enactus, and I have a whole list of questions about this game that I will ask this panel of, of analysts and experts uh, so that they can give you an idea of what they think is going to happen this Sunday when the Cowboys take on the Redskins. How's everybody feeling? Good. Awesome. Good. I'm Thank willing it to be fall. Got my flannel Friday going. <laughs> you figure about if I pull out the flannel, if I put on the then flannel, it's everything fall. else will just fall into place. Doesn't matter if it's 95 degrees. You know what I noticed? I did notice that two weeks from now, it's going to start coming down a little bit. I so hope so. I, I cannot like wait. Because it's enough. exciting. The Amber loves it. Stop heat. it. Yeah. I do. She Stop loves it. Heat. All right. Let's let's jump in. I want to talk first about injuries. There was only one change um, yesterday in uh, in participation in practice. That was with uh, probably the one that was the most important, at least in my opinion, which is Tyrone Crawford. Uh, he had uh, mispractice earlier in the week. He was limited yesterday with a hip injury. Hip injury. What are you guys hearing about him? He was there today. Upgraded yeah. classic vet stuff. Yep. Upgrade to limited on Thursday. There today. Good sign. Good Playing. to go. Good okay. to go. How about Tavon? Tavon still missed yesterday. Was he back today? No. 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 So He's the likelihood good. here is that. He's not going to play. Okay. And But judging from what he was doing during practice, it sure looks like Cedric Wilson's coming up. He's huh. returning punts, working on special teams. You know, people get super excited. Like, I doubt. If he does come up, he's not going to have this huge role, but insurance policy, possible punt returner, yada, yada. Which means somebody's getting cut. Right, yeah, that's that's the part that – I heard that this morning that there was a likelihood that that might happen. My first thought was that that just complicated things even more because I was already wondering how they're going to get the inactives. But now you're talking about bringing somebody up, which means somebody gets cut, and then having to put seven, seven guys down. And then down. when well, you bring up uh, Quinn, when he comes back, that's see, I, another move. Yeah, I, I think that's the part of it. You just have to make this move three days earlier than you want to. So you think the person that's going to get cut is the person that was going to get cut anyway? Yes. And huh. then 11 goes down. Cedric Wilson sense. goes down and Quinn goes in. Yeah. Any... Thoughts about I who don't. that might be? <laughs> I don't. I was okay. waiting. That was going to be the I next don't, question. I don't, but I mean, the the one that makes the I most need... sense is is um, Taco. Probably. Is it? Yeah. Because he's not playing, and he's not that, he's not playing, and he's not very good. And But you have other guys like Adam Redman, like Brandon Knight, that aren't playing either. I mean, that's... Brandon it, Knight's here for a reason. Like, they, they, they want to keep him, I guess. I... He's versatile. He's young. I mean, I, I don't think they would do all that and then cut him. Wouldn't you want to trade or try to get something for a Taco rather than just cut him? They Maybe they have I tried. I bet you they've tried. 
everybody wants him. That's, uh, there's somebody that must want him. Maybe not for a trade though. Here, yeah, like, depending like, what's the yeah. prize. The problem, is, you know, the problem with guys like that is like we sit here, we're like, oh, he's gonna get cut, and teams know that. Like they, they're like, why would we give you something for a guy you're gonna have to get rid of eventually anyway? That's the like. It's funny to me, and we don't. I don't know if y'all want to talk about it, like the Minka Fitzpatrick stuff. Anytime, yeah, actually, I had that on my okay, list later well, on. But we'll get to ahead. that. But but you know, people dog Taco for months and months and months, and then when an opportunity arises, they're like, "What about Taco? We he's can good. trade him. We yeah. can trade him for blah, blah, blah. And like all of a sudden he's valuable because you want something. And, like that's not right. how it works. Yeah. And I, I don't know if teams <laughs> would want his contract. They'd yeah. rather you just cut him because they don't have, yeah. want this guaranteed contract. Right. You know, he's first round money. And, They'd rather just we'll pay him what we think he's worth, yeah, which is probably significantly less than first round money. Sure, I, I bet I bet you they've had a few conversations about Taco and it just nothing materialized. You know, Adam Redman makes more sense, I guess. I mean, but if it's not, it, let's just say if it's not Taco, which, and I don't, I don't, I haven't heard anything that suggests that it will be. Um, then I would Redmond, Chris Covington. And Brandon Knight are like the three most logical options. I don't think you would want to cut Covington because yeah, you, you just need brought him, him up for special teams. And right? you need him for the special teams. But I mean, just looking around trying to find somebody that makes sense, he's a guy. That, I mean, how many backup guards and centers do you need? Yeah, exactly. Right. That was yeah, that was the point I had. I mean, Frederick and and Zach Martin and Connor Williams. You know, first round, early second round picks, Pro Bowl type guys. And then how many backups do you need there? Joe Looney. Suofilo, Adam Redman, Brandon Knight. Could you yeah. cut Xavier Suofilo because he's I at this point he's got to be a vested veteran, right? So, so yeah. you could cut him and bring him back and not have to worry about losing him to waivers, which you would with But you probably want him active this week, right? Yeah, he was active last week. That's yeah. what I'm saying, like I'm just spitballing. I'm just Yeah. There aren't very many names that make a ton of sense. Right. So, I mean, does Kayvon factor into this? Well, you do have the safeties that are coming back. Yeah, Darian Thompson's back. Wilson's practicing. Hold that one for just a little bit more (laughs) once Wilson gets back. Yeah. So so you'd want to feel comfortable with all four, uh, that those two are back, and then you would maybe make that decision. It's possible, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they want to carry five safeties. Right. All right, let's let's talk about inactives. Um, and I'm going to do this. Obviously, we don't know who this cut might be. That would affect maybe this list because you would assume the person that's going to be cut, if they're going to make the move to bring someone up, would be someone that was likely going to be on the inactives list. So with that being said, let's try to get to seven. I think Tavon, Luke Gifford, we pretty much know, right? Uh, Adam Redman and Brandon Knight were both inactive last week. So assuming they're still on the team, they would be two more. Um, and so as I look at it, I think you have basically three spots for five people. Uh, Taco, Joe Jackson, uh, Tristan Hill, Darian Thompson, Donovan Wilson. You guys agree with that? Yeah. I think Donovan Wilson's definitely down this okay, week. Okay, so you take him, that, that makes five. So you need three more, seven, I'm sorry, two more out of that list of four. And technically, you really need to get to eight because one of these guys has got to get cut. Right. So, you think they keep Tristan Hill inactive? You already said I Tavon. would imagine him. I said Tavon, yeah. I would imagine that Tristan he w- stays inactive. I would think so. I, I just don't see him being ready yet. I, although he still he needs that because yeah. that's the only way you grow in this game is being out there. But I don't know. With them struggling last week, I mean, do you want to add somebody that's not as experienced? Do you want to take that kind of risk? Or I need, I need keep one more, more guy this week. I, I think I would probably sit Joe Jackson and 
Yeah, I'd probably put Taco back up. If he, if he's so you'd make play. Taco active? Taco or Tristan, one of them. But I'd put Joe Jackson down. I would. I don't have a particularly strong feeling about it. I mean, Joe Jackson didn't do a lot, which, I mean, you kind of figured he wouldn't. I don't, you know, if they want to give Taco or Tristan or both of them a shot and put two other guys down, that's fine. I mean, somebody brought that up the other day. I don't think he'll be inactive, but, like, Dorrance Armstrong, like, had he? I mean, he didn't blow anybody away in the yeah. opener, did he? I mean, so honestly, I don't know that you say defensively. A whole lot of guys didn't really blow anybody away. True. Um, I mean, they played the game. And that, that, it's a little bit. It's a little bit weird that that we that everybody's kind of has this opinion that the defense didn't play well. I mean, they did hold them to ten points in that last touchdown. I don't really count like that. So I mean, I think they played fine. But nobody was making outstanding plays. Like there weren't a lot of outstanding plays defensively in that game. So I don't know. If, I don't know if it's a little bit unfair to say, well, Dorrance didn't really do much because there are a whole bunch of guys that really didn't do That's great fair. things. You yeah. know. But I mean, there's no reason to sit him. I mean, there's no reason not to sit him. Then I mean, he he can definitely sit. I that, guess that's really more my point. Is like other than other than like Malik, other than the obvious like starting four. You could mix and match that thing however you want. Like yeah. if if you decide to put Taco up and put Armstrong down, I don't think that's crazy. If you decide to sit Taco and Hill again, I don't think that's crazy either. I mean, yeah. it's just maybe he is playing. He he hasn't tweeted anything as Taco? far as I know. Oh yeah, he uh, tweeted you would something be wrong. yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> about this game? He I don't yeah. know Not about being. No, uh, no yeah, I'm no. saying like compared to what last he, week. What he tweeted was he tweeted something to the effect of. The waiting game or sitting here waiting. Yeah. It was that kind of thing where he's I'm waiting to see today, if he's going to be active. He hasn't tweeted us. He did last week. Oh, that he it was super cute. Well, he won't know until, he he won't know know until yeah. probably either this evening or tomorrow, right? Yeah. And so keep your eyes open. I think there's another. How many safeties did they have active last week? Just three? Three. So, I mean, technically they could do that again. But Unless they think Thompson's ready. Sit two safeties. Yeah, but Heath was banged up with. I don't know. Maybe you don't do that. Maybe. Thompson's abilities on special teams, if he's ready to go, that could be what helps you cut Covington or, to get Cedric Wilson on the roster if if you want to. Yeah. So too bad for Covington. He moves up, but he's he's going to get paid either way because yeah. if you're on the roster on Tuesday, then you you get a game check. But I I think just by watching practice that we've seen, I think Kayvon and Darian Thompson are going to be up. Yeah. So do I. So All right. we'll see. I mean, this is a tough one. This is not an easy one to. I don't even think we came up with answers. I know we really didn't. I, no, I mean, I mean we have five. We know Tavon, Luke, Adam Redman, Brandon Knight, and Donovan Wilson. We think are are yeah. blocks there, right? I've, Assuming yeah. one of them doesn't get cut, and then and, and then you need two more, and it would be two more that probably are. Yeah. I would guess throw in two defensive linemen. So I, I you mean, take your choice between Taco, Joe Jackson, and Tristan Hill, right? Sorry, we can't be more exact than that. I yeah. bet Tristan Hill is up this week. You do, yeah. This I actually was gonna say I kind of, I kind of expect the opposite. I kind of expect him to be the one that would be down with those other guys up because I, I think they look at the tackle position and say we got ends that can play tackle, and they do in nickel situations. So I think they they look at it as we got three tackles for our base, and then we got other guys that play tackle in those other situations. So I don't know. I just have a feeling he's gonna be active this All week. Right, don't we'll know see. anything. Maybe. All right. Let's take our first break. When we come back, I have some questions for you guys. We're going to go through these questions, and they will give our listeners an opportunity to know what you guys think about what will happen this Sunday uh, in the game versus Cowboys versus Redskins. We'll do that this. We'll do it when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. 
That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets to Today. Back to the break. Welcome back. Second segment of the break live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. I got some questions for you guys. Uh, we're going to roll through these questions. They are going to be about the Cowboys versus Redskins and give our listeners an opportunity to know what you think will happen this Sunday. Question number one Redskins player that will most likely cause problems for the Dallas defense is more likely to cause problems for the Dallas defense. I'll give you a couple names. Feel free to fill in whatever name you'd like if that if that name is not listed. Chris Thompson, Adrian Peterson, Vernon Davis, Terry Terry McLaren, or Trey Quinn. Nick. Uh, I said it yesterday. I think Thompson is the one that, that probably will cause more issues. So I'm one for one in this game. As I said, it was Ingram last week. He caused a little. He didn't cause problems, but he caught a lot he of passes. Caught a lot of passes. Yeah, yeah he did. He's gonna do that all season. He caused season. problems for fantasy owners on the other teams, but he he did a nice job. But he didn't really hurt him that bad. But no. Thompson's a guy that could do that short stuff. He could make it some you know bigger plays, big gains. He'd be my guy. Amber. Um, I would go with Peterson, and I'm just going with that because. Since I do some breaking down plays, and I was looking at some plays from him going against the Cowboys, his the offensive line is able to be to stop the D line, the Cowboys D line. I mean, he took there was one play where it was perfect. They created this hole for him to go right in it, and then Demarcus Lawrence was all the way to the. I always get confused when you look at on on the right, and he just took off. It took for him like not even the linebackers were were able to stop him. So, based on that, I would if they're able to do that again and just keep kind of opening those kind of holes for him, he's able to run and run good, and it will get to you. I think that the Cowboys should be careful with him and make sure that the linebackers are being more 
proactive there on the field to get to him. Dave. Uh, I, I'll stick with Quinn. I said that on Wednesday, and I, it sounds like Byron Jones is going to start this game, Which I, so I think Anthony Brown will draw him again. He did a good job last year, but just his skill set, you know, he's not he's not going to go down downfield on you, but he's, you know, that short area quickness creates separation and pick up third and short, and that's just demoralizing. That's So I'm watching that. Okay. Uh, the Redskins player who is more likely to cause problems for the Dallas offense is, here's some names, Ryan Kerrigan, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, Quentin Dunbar, uh, Landon Collins, Dominic Rogers-Cromartie, Josh Norman, all players that are frontline players for them, players that have, are difference makers for them. Which one do you think will cause more problems for the Cowboys? We'll start with you, Dave. Um, I, can I cheat? I'm, I'm going to cheat. One, I'm going to say Kerrigan because that's LC's guy. That's and and that's a battle every year. He's relentless. Like he, if if Lyle Collins doesn't play well, he has the potential to wreck the game. But I'm really fascinated to see how Payne does because that'll be a great barometer for where Travis Frederick is. Mm-hmm. Like if it was just Connor Williams dealing with that on his own, that would be troublesome. But Frederick is there to help. And hopefully he plays well. Like if, if if they neutralize him, then that is seems like a pretty good sign about where Frederick is in his recovery. But I think if like I said, if L C doesn't play well, Kerrigan could screw this up pretty yep. bad. Amber. I'm gonna go with Kerrigan too. Ryan Kerrigan. He I've seen him, I've seen what he can do. I honestly didn't realize that Lyle Collins had made that comment about him. You know, when you mentioned yesterday that he said that he's probably one of his toughest guys to go up against so I that that doesn't make me feel better about this matchup but hopefully Lyle has been able to gain some more strength during the offseason and be able to hold him down better than what he's done in the past Nick Um, I'm gonna go with Kerrigan also because I think that's what (laughs) Jason Garrett would do Mm -hmm. you know if, if you watch Friday's practice it's become it's not just Friday. Every day, Jason does his little thing at the end of the stretch where he'll, he'll pull one guy up there, and it's becoming like a big deal, even though it's not really. He goes up there, and he does like the, the leads the charge for their you know final five jumping jacks or whatever. But the way you know he introduces it, like it's a big deal. He made sure that Lyle Collins was his guy today, and I think that there's more to it than than just saying, "Oh, he's the one I picked." Here's your challenge. He knows that this is a challenging he's week for him. Pumping him up I, for the game. He tries to. I don't <laughs> know if you can pump Lyle up. He seems pretty even kill either way, but yeah, I, I think so. I think Kerrigan's the the one that, like Dave said, could wreck the game more than any anybody. All right, next question: Where will the Cowboys find more success, the run game? Or the pass game. Last week, I think, to everyone's surprise, they aired it out and they found a lot of success there. Running the ball is what they do, though. This week, where do you think their bread and butter will be? We'll start with you, Amber. I think we're going to start seeing Zeke more. And he's going to have a better game. He's going to, I mean, not that he had a horrible game last time. But, you know, getting closer to Zeke being Zeke. Um I don't want to get too excited about the passing game. It was so great last <laughs> game, and it's so wonderful. So I'm like, ah, I'll probably be a little disappointed this time around, although these they have all these different weapons, and Kellen Moore keeps saying that he has more things in his pockets. So, But I think they'll probably end up relying more on the running game. All right, Nick. Um, I think that it'll be the passing game, but still it's because of the running game. I mean, the running game has, has been – 
proven that it's good, and, and Zeke is like one of the best in the league, or he is the best in the league. Um, so I, I just feel like it's still going to be the passing game, a product of that. They're going to have to do what they can to stop the run, and I, I think because of that, those guys will still get open okay, and make plays. Okay, is getting in there, pressuring <laughs> Dak, yeah. you know? I think it's easier You're just right. to give it the ball to things, Zeke. Right? It, 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 well, we'll see. I mean, I, I think that you got to get the ball out quick. I think they have good, better route runners than they've had before. I think the passing game will just benefit off of that, and, and I don't think one game will change what defenses do to say, well, we got to stop that. It, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it'll, it'll be close. I, I still think the passing game will have a strong day. If I mean, if Kerrigan doesn't eat Dak, then I think the passing game is going to look really good. Um, That's a good way to put it. I don't. I don't like these. I said I don't like these cornerbacks. And the fun thing, I'm not trying to throw shade at any previous Cowboys receivers, mm-hmm. but like the old Josh Norman versus Dez. Like, is he going to travel with Dez? Who cares? It doesn't right. matter. They're all going to line up everywhere. Like Cooper. It feels kind of good. It not feels. To be talking about it feels that. amazing. Cooper's going to line up outside and in the slot on both sides. Gallup's going to move around. Yep. It doesn't matter. And they are all going to have favorable matchups because th- these Washington cornerbacks aren't that special, in my opinion. That's actually the thing I love about this receiving core right now is every week the defense has the defense. Even if they wanted to travel a guy, they got to make a decision: who do we want to travel with? Because they may take the op- the, the approach of, hey, we're going to take. Gallup because of this skill set because this is one thing he does really well. We're going to put our best receiver, our best cornerback on him and then try to double Amari because we feel like that's a better way to do it. It will be interesting to see as the season goes on how defenses decide to cover these guys because it's not a clear-cut number one and then everybody else. These guys, in my opinion, are playing at a level to where all of them can beat you at any given moment, and that's the part that makes it tough for defenses. I would quibble and say, I mean, there is a clear-cut number one. It's a mark. Okay, I said, I said that the wrong way. Yes, because of who he is, his stature, and his money. My point is, though, I think either one of those other guys on a given week could have a huge week and kill you, as we saw last week yes. with Gallup. Right? We're saying the same thing, right. but I think Amari's a lot more talented than the other two right now. Get all that. Okay. I'm just talking about the production on the field. Any one of those yes. guys in a given week yes. can be the leading guy. And so as a defense, you have to think about it. Okay, we might want to take Cooper away, but this other guy might kill us, right? If, and that's the part that makes it interesting. If the, if the Cowboys can keep Dak clean, then I just think that is a very favorable situation for them. All right. Next question. Uh, Both teams only earned one sack in week one. This week, the Cowboys will get, here are your three options, zero sacks, one sack, or two or more sacks. Let's start with you, Dave. Mm. Oh, there's a lot of variance in those choices. Um, Like, I was hoping you were going to say three or more, and I would take two. Yeah, I didn't do that on purpose. Uh, I'll say one. You'll say one. Yeah, I don't know why, because they'll scheme up ways to get the ball out fast and lean on Adrian Peterson, and there just won't be that many opportunities if I had to guess. All right, Nick? I'm going to say two or more. I, I would have probably said three or more if you had that option. Oh, you're all in on the yeah, pass rush so. this week. I okay. think they'll get some. They'll get some today or Sunday. That's a lot of confidence right there. Yeah, I, I just I don't have a lot of confidence in Case Keenum, and especially his his mobility. I think that they can get to him, and I, the but they offense, have a good offensive line, though, don't they? Do they? I mean, yeah, I think I don't it's know. okay, right? I don't know. Didn't play that well. It, I don't think it's one. that great. I mean, I I, I think though defensive line will play better. I think we'll see mm. more sacks. All right, Amber, more. I would. I mean, 
I want to say right in the middle. I think they they don't go blank, completely blank, yeah. but they'll get they'll get at least something. Will they dominate to the point where I'm saying three or more? I don't think so. so that's yeah, like it's it's tough to find the balance because I do like they'll get a sack or two, but I don't think it's gonna you know they're not gonna have like yeah. seven or something crazy like that. All right, next question. The Cowboys gave up 120 rushing yards to Saquon Barkley this week. Adrian Peterson will get. Here are your three options. Less than 50, 50 to 100, or more than 100 yards. Amber. Give me the options again. Less than 50, 50 to 100, or greater than 100. I would say up to 100. So 50 to 100. Yeah, around 100. I think that... I mean, that's a good day. It's a really good day. Yeah, I mean, if I picked him as my guy that I'm gonna be careful and watching during the game, uh, I think, I don't think the Cowboys are gonna be able to just completely take away their running game. Yep. I don't, I don't love their quarterback, so I think that they'll end up relying more on his their running back. So, I would say around a hundred. Okay. I'm envisioning like a very just healthy NFL type of day, like 22 carries for like 85 yards or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like good, not crazy. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Maybe a touchdown. Yeah. I say less than 50, like 46. Mm, okay. okay. You're going complete opposite. Well, Thompson and those guys, I think they're going to have to get the ball out and do a little bit more things. I don't think just him running, he's not going to be the guy that breaks it like Barkley, I don't think. I know he did a 91-yarder last year, but, I mean, we could have got 60 on that. I mean, it was just wide open. I, I don't think he'll be doing that. I don't think he'll have a, a big game. I know he's pissed, so that might <laughs> He help, ain't happy. Huh? Yeah, we'll see, but – I mean, like, I, yeah, I don't see him ripping off sixty-yard runs, but I think he'll just consistently. We've you know, seen how those short ones add up. Three and a half. True. Depends so. what kind of game it is. If it is one of those type of games that you know that could happen, but I think the Cowboys will be in control. All right. Here's our final question: If Dallas loses this week, it will be because blank, Dave. They can't protect Dak. Um, I mean, because that's really. I don't see this offense like stalling out too much if they can throw the ball. Like I mean the I the Redskins are going to try to stop the run and they are equipped to do so even without Jonathan Allen. They've got they've got talent in the front seven. They've got solid linebackers. Landon Collins is an extra linebacker more often than not. Like they can do it. So they need to be able to throw and I think the only way they won't be able to throw is if Ryan Kerrigan's just in his face all the time. Uh so that's I mean that's really the thing that gives me the most pause. Amber. I agree with Dave. I mean I everything starts with the O line and I think I mean right now we've seen Dak be able to make those throws. We've seen him do all kinds of things. So I don't think that's the question mark around him anymore, at least not for me. So I think the only way they take them out is because he's being pressured all throughout the game. I just think it's going to be turnovers on offense that because the, the Cowboys have the ability to drive. I don't think the Redskins are going to be a great team that can just take it 80, 90 yards on a consistent basis. So if you give them a short field, that'll change things. I think if the Cowboys just don't make those mistakes and turn the ball over and give them opportunities to score, if it's just a clean game going back and forth, I'd like Dallas's chances to to move the ball more consistently. But you tar- start turning it over, then now you're not scoring on your end and they're getting easier chances on theirs. So turnovers, I think, will be the key for them. 
stay away from that. All right, we will take our final break right here. When we come back, uh, we're going to get some questions. Give us a call, 888-855-2297. Again, it is 888-855-2297, or you can hit us up. Uh, you can hit me at Twitter, at, at Derek Eagleton on Twitter, and we'll take questions from there as well. We'll also get some predictions from these guys for the game. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. To the break. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're going to take some calls. 888-855-2297 is the number. Uh, before we do, though, I wanted to talk a little bit about a story that came out this morning. We've been getting a lot. I know I've been getting several tweets from people uh, regarding this subject, but um, Minka Fitzpatrick, safety for the Dolphins, um, he and his representatives have been given supposedly by the, the Miami Dolphins the, uh, the right to go out and, and look for a trade. Sounds like a lot of guys are wanting to be out of Miami. Uh, it's a it's a tough. It seems like a tough situation down there. But all that being said, um, obviously a lot of fans are asking the question: Would the Cowboys want to want to entertain this? Um, Dave, let's first go back. You were doing the draft show last year. Talk to me about what you guys thought of Minka, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick coming out of college and entering the NFL. Complete player. I mean, Swiss Army knife. He played corner in college. He's playing safety now. You can find, you know, the the PFFs of the world that break that stuff down. Say he he did his best work at slot corner. I mean, he can play every position in the defensive backfield. Came from Alabama. I know they don't have like the best track record, but they've put some really really good players in the NFL. Like if you were a stud there, obviously you're going to be a stud anywhere. I looked up his and. I haven't watched a ton of Minka Fitzpatrick since he got to the NFL because he plays for the Dolphins. So it was only one week. <laughs> well, no, well, no, he's he's not a rookie. Oh, okay, he, so this is his second second year. Okay, yeah, right. uh, he had eighty tackles, two interceptions, nine pass breakups, 
as a rookie. So that's not horrible. Playing on a ugh, Miami team, like he had a pretty good rookie year. Yeah. And the, and all indications are that the arrow is going up. So my question is, where would he fit on this team, Nick? I mean. This is a guy that played corner in college. You're making the point in the break that, you know, I'll let you make the point. But where does he fit on this team if the Cowboys were to go out and try to get him? Well, he would fit in the in the sense of if you were going to go into the next year trying to trying to find a safety. I mean, if you were – they almost drafted one this year. They almost, you know, traded for one for the last year and a half with Earl Thomas. I mean, so if, if that was a priority that they were going to go into next year – then you he fits at at the safety position next to Xavier Woods and and Z, and Heath is an unstric, unrestricted free agent so i mean i think you just have to to jump up the those conversations and say we just like if Amari Cooper is going to be a receiver that we have to draft next year why don't we just get, trade for him this year so i don't know what you give up though i don't think you give up a first round pick see but that's what it would probably have to take i have a couple thoughts about this I would give up a first-round pick. Really? Yes, absolutely. And it's the same. It is the same logic as the Amari Cooper deal. That I mean, this guy's gonna more. All right. First of all, where do we think the Cowboys are picking next year? Assuming, knock on wood, nobody important goes down for the year on Sunday and the whole season changes. This team's picking like 17th at the absolute worst, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we probably yeah, agree. with I would that. guess that. Yeah. So. He's better than what you're going to get there, just like we said about Amari Cooper. And on top of that, he's not in a contract year. He is in his second year as a first-round pick, which means you have club control for four more years, including this year. That's a long time. Uh, a first-round pick is not a big expense if you're getting four years of that caliber play. Again, assuming his arrow is going up. He so does- essentially you're getting the pick, like literally the pick, because you get all the time that you get right. under that rookie contract. Um he doesn't really fit like the strong safety mold, but like whatever, they, you can interchange that stuff. He could, he'll be fine. Like in a in the past, happy NFL. If he's not the best run defender in the world, that's okay. I would gladly do it. And the problem is, to Nick's point, like is that even enough? Like, and I think what you said, the wording of that report is important. The Dolphins gave him permission to seek one. Yeah, I read that as yeah. Go look around. If you can find somebody willing to pay the ransom, we're going to ask. By all means, do it. Because a week ago, they traded Laramie Tunsil for two first-round picks in a second. <laughs> so, Which I think was dumb. But hey, that's just Sure, insane. whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, that could be what you're talking about. Like, the Dolphins could very well be like, if you find somebody who's willing to give us three ones, we'll do it. Have fun. Yeah. Because I, I would not give him up for just one first-round pick. That's not enough. I mean, he's he could be... He's supposed to be a piece of your young core. Like, yeah, they're rebuilding around young players like Minka Fitzpatrick. Like, pulling the plug on him one game into his second season seems crazy to me. Would you Would you be willing to part with another player, even a player that's a little more significant? Like we talked about yesterday, one of those cornerbacks uh, that maybe you're willing to, to give up uh, in order to get him with a one. So like in the so you're Jordan saying like Lewis. a one in Jordan Lewis or or Anthony Brown or yeah one of those guys. They don't want Anthony Brown. He's going to be a free agent. Yeah, I don't think that's the thing. Like, and that's I don't think I don't think. And again, I, I haven't talked to anybody in Miami, but I don't think players are important to them. They're trying to re. They're trying yeah, they to picks. be the Browns. Yeah, they they're doing what the Browns. Yeah. yeah, if if they don't want Mika Fitzpatrick, then uh, you know, and Larry Tunsil, then they don't want right. any of those guys. They want the picks. I, I just think, don't understand that move because. 
I mean, would you just want a team full of rookies? I mean, still Fitzpatrick would be a guy that you would, if you want to be a young team that building around it, you don't throw everyone out. I mean, the Giants didn't trade Saquon Barkley. Right. I mean, right. I mean they, they stopped it. You know, Landon Collins and Vernon and, you know, those guys. It's unfortunate for Minka Fitzpatrick. I can't imagine coming from Alabama where winning is like a birthright at this point. To be on a team that looks like it's going to be that bad is probably a tough pill to swallow. Yep. But the way this – I mean, if the Dolphins do this the way they want to, they will be rounding into being a good team around the time it's time to pay him, I would guess. You know what I mean? So yeah, At the earliest. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and and the Browns aren't good yet. We don't know how many games right. they're going to win, but it took. That's my point. Yeah, but it. I mean, what it took the Browns four years from when they made that decision until yeah, but now. they were bad. Yeah. Oh, they and, were and terrible. And here's the thing: people forget, so like some of the guys that they have now are first round picks that were even before, that, like all those years that they were bad. So it wasn't even like just when they made the conscious decision decision that they were going to kind of just tank this thing and start over. Like they already had some talent there. Yeah. So I just think if they're starting now, especially getting rid of guys like Tunsil, and if they let Minka Fitzpatrick walk out of the door, they're even farther behind at yeah. that point. You know? I I mean, who knows? But I think the Dolphins would want way too much to make this feasible but i would do it for a first and if the rumors are true that they could be talked into doing it for a second i'm i'll run to miami to do that deal yeah but i would you do first and fourth would you do first and fifth yes i would again and like they did a first for a guy who was only going to play nine more games on a cheap contract you're getting for three years of very cheap production and then an option year for a first round pick, yeah, sign me up. I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, the logic makes sense. The only thing is that when you look at how many guys are going to be restricted or unrestricted free agents on this team next year, you don't really know exactly where your holes are going to be. I mean, are you going to sign Byron Jones? Do you, do you need a cornerback? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's really it. I mean, we'll see what happens Where's with the Jordan defensive line. With, Jordan's with got contract. one more year. One Jordan more year. and Cheeto both have right. one more year after this. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the quarterback and receiver are not signed, but they will be. So that's not really a, a change there. Yeah. You just, you know, you, you just early on in the year, we'll see what if you got some kind of injury to one of the positions, maybe on the offensive line. And then you're like, man, we've already traded a first round pick away. But. You're, it's not like you're getting nothing. You're getting a very young, talented yeah. safety. That you'd... Which I can't believe we're in. Dra- I love talking draft. I'm not mad about it, but I didn't expect to be in the draft weeds in week two. But you don't need an offensive tackle anymore. Nobody expected Lyle to resign, but he did. Cornerback and defensive tackle, in my opinion, are the two positions, and maybe safety. Those are three positions that going into next year's draft you're going to probably have to fill, or you're going to have to sign some guys back with free agent contracts. So I'm sending a first-round pick to Miami for a guy that can play two of those positions? I'm okay with that. You're in on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get to some calls. we got a call from Tony in Denver. Tony, what up? Hey, guys. Um, talking about the wide receivers, uh, this year I think we're pretty rock-solid. My question is, with roster moves, <clears throat> uh, guys like Tavon Austin and Cedric Wilson, it seems like they're on the sideline more than what they're playing on the field. Um, and also, you got to keep in mind, we have Jarwin and Schultz and Witten, you know, that could be used as wide receivers as well. Um, why aren't we moving these guys to keep defensive linemen like, you know, your first-round draft pick or Taco? 
I'm I'm, like, not, I'm not following. Yeah, I don't exactly. think I as far as, as far as being active because they were healthy scratches the last week. Yeah, I mean uh, that sounds great until your your you know Gallup or Cooper or somebody comes up with with an injury and then because I don't agree with you that Schultz and Jarwin can play receiver. I think they're athletic tight ends. They're not going to play receiver. Right. Um, so that, that's that's why you have backups. I mean that's why R- Cooper Rush is active. I mean that's just the this is what you do. And they're so they're so deep at defensive line that you know they they picked the eight best guys and they didn't make the best eight. And I don't think I follow that. I mean, cutting Tavon Austin doesn't help Taco Charlton get on the game day roster. He he said just make him inactive. Well, he is going to be inactive because he's hurt right now. So, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, I, I get, but again, and I th- it, obviously he's he's already hurt after one game. It would be a mistake to plan this huge role for Tavon Austin. But like, I was encouraged by what I saw from him in Week One. Small role, active. He clearly has a special level of speed, and I'm willing to make concessions for that. Again, assuming. I'm not depending on him to carry this huge load, and they're not. But the all, thing to also note there is that it sounds like it sounds like for everything you guys are, are talking about earlier on the show, Cedric Wilson is going to come up if yeah. Tavon is is going to be down. He's going to be uh, um, um, held, not going to be active this week, which means the Cowboys feel like they need five receivers active. Right. If if not, if they could just go with four, they wouldn't worry about bringing Cedric Wilson up and then potentially having. I mean, definitely having to cut somebody. So that tells you how important the Cowboys think it is to have five active Jay, receivers. Jason Garrett told me at training camp that four is like the bare minimum, and you could tell the idea of actually doing it with four did not appeal to him. Yeah. So th- that's not surprising. But I think that's that's just about covering your bases because I, I don't know. You might disagree with me. I don't expect to see Cedric Wilson a lot unless somebody gets hurt up there. Yeah, I don't like either. receiver. They're not gonna. I I will be surprised if he's out there returning punts on the road in his first active <laughs> NFL game. Like that would you know, especially with Randall Cobb right there, that would shock me to be perfectly honest. Real quick, before we end the show, I did have one other. Oh, actually, before we do that, we actually got to do our, our predictions. Oh, All right. right. Let's do predictions. Let's start with you, Amber. What's your prediction for this week's show? Let's go. Oh, God. I think the Cowboys win. I think we're we're starting to kind of – well, we've been too calm about the kicker. I think he, he's going <laughs> to oh, bring boy. it back oh, up this time. here we go. Here I, we go. He misses one. But we won't be freaking out because the Cowboys will still win the game. Uh don't ask me about scores. Cowboy wins. Brett Maher misses a kick. And Jeez. then it well, all at starts least they back st- up. At least they still win. Yeah. Yes. This will be my seventh Cowboys uh, Redskins game at FedEx Field. Only one of them hasn't been dramatic. Uh, the 14 game when everybody set all the records was a walk in the park. Other than that, it's always grimy and close and kind of ugly. And it'll probably be like that again. I may like maybe they don't protect Dak that well. Maybe he gets sacked a couple times. Maybe Zeke can find no running room. Terry McLaren maybe makes a big play. I don't I don't know exactly, but it won't be as easy as the Giants game. Um I've got them winning. I think the Cowboys will have twenty seven. The Redskins will have either 17 or 24. I think it's going to be a lot like the 17 game when Byron picked six to them at the end and made it look a little more lopsided than it actually was. So, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking like a late touchdown by somebody makes it 27-24 when it was really 27-17, you know, that type of thing. But I think the Cowboys win. And I think Dak, I think Dak throws for 300. He's not going to hit four, but he's going to have a nice day. Okay. Yeah. Nick. Well, 27 to 24 is the score that I have. 
So I'm going to stick to that. I think the Cowboys win 27 to 24, but it won't be like that. I think it'll be it's an overtime. I've got overtime 27 24. All right. OT. I also think the Cowboys will win. I do I think it'll be an easier game than you guys think it will be. Um, but I don't think it'll feel like the Giants game. Um, I think the final score is going to be 31-23. But I think it's going to be one of those games that early on feels a little more contentious, feels a little closer. Um, but then toward the fourth quarter, I think the Cowboys pull away. And I think they, they win it That's a one-score game. Them. I know, but well, no, that's yeah. it is. It's, but but I, I think it's gonna it's gonna that's gonna be like again it's, it's gonna they're gonna pull away at the end to where it's gonna feel oh, more 31, comfortable. 16 it'll feel score, more yeah it'll feel more comfortable at the end than it does early on. I think early on in this game, I actually expect the Cowboys to face some adversity early on in the game. I expect field goal. something's gonna happen early where it's gonna be like, huh, this may not be the team that we saw last week. Yeah. But I think once they get it going, I think they'll win comfortably. I'll say this, and you know the Redskins. Uh, I think they're probably better than they get credit for, but I don't think they're going to contend for a playoff spot. If the Cowboys, on the the off chance they go up there and really handle them, that says a lot to me about this team's true potential. Exactly. Like, if I mean, if we're here on Monday talking about a very convincing win, I know it's early, but I'll be ready to be like, this team's got something. Because it's hard to do. Like I said, it's not not easy up there. It never is. Yep. Division teams on the road, it's always going to be a rough game. It's always going to be tough. And so uh, now it will probably feel more like a college. Um, you know, a college game that's at a, a neutral lo- neutral location. I know my, my there DMV will be a people ton, are going to be there. A ton of Cowboys fans there. I'm certain. But I love. I don't. I just love Cowboys fans in the in that area. Like they're too. so passionate. They're so crazy. Yeah. Uh, they sh- they show up and show out. I Probably as much as any other part of the country. Man, I like the, no, the fans up in that Remember area. last year when we pulled up at the hotel and there were like flag bearers yeah. like <laughs> waving the bus into the lobby? Like yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, I love that area. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're back on Monday. We'll let you guys know what happened, what went right and wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!